righty, welcome to the playground. I am your host, Eddie Flewellen. This is the playground where the players play. And my guest today is Reggie Johnson. We affectionately call him here in Las Vegas, RJ. Sure. <laughs> RJ, how you doing? I'm well, man, how about yourself? I'm hanging in there, hanging in there. Um, for those who don't know, RJ is keyboardist, producer, songwriter. Um, he's got four CDs out, am I right? Is that right? Okay. Um, Deceiving Eyes, 2011. Mm -hmm. uh, the Stroke of Midnight, 2013. Colorblind, which I have. Nice, <laughs> my man. <laughs> um, 2016, and his newest release, Hybrid Harmony, That's 2020. Yep. Dude, first of all, let me ask you, Yes. How you managed to get a CD out in the midst of all this crazy? <laughs> you know what? Actually, it happened right before all of the craziness. Okay. So, okay. Uh, uh, it was released in January, right around the time of my birthday. Okay. In yeah. January 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Before. Man, talk talk about getting it out right in right in time. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> How's it doing? How's it going? It's going well, man. Uh, it's really doing well overseas as well. So really good. That's a blessing. Yeah. Good. Good. Also, also on the performing front, RJ is a music director for Boys to Men. Yes, sir. Great show. If you have not seen that show, please check that out. RJ is the guy back there on the keyboards, throwing it down. I might add, big time, big time, with a couple of really good friends of ours. As we'll talk about them later, um, and also uh, RJ and the Assignment. Yes. Leader, writer, spotlight guy. <laughs> I don't know about the spotlight. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because because even with my band, I like to feature. You know, you know, we're real good friends. You know, of course, mm -hmm. um, you know, all the guys in my band. But I, I still enjoy them. So mm -hmm. I, actually, I feature them a lot. So a lot of people say, even on my projects, like, man, you you have the other guys doing more than, than you're doing on your projects. <laughs> I'm and, like, I hear myself play all the time, man. Right. <laughs> and then the question is, do you like him? Yes. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're good. We're good. We're good. So um, as far as like your playing and everything, when, when did you, did you start as, as, as a young man growing up or what, what was your first interest as far as like piano? Uh, I started when I was 13. That's when I really became uh, um, interested in it. My uncle okay. had a piano at his house. Um, and he never let anybody touch it. And so it just happened to catch me one day over there, just sneaking and tinkering on it. And he saw- I like that, that. he yeah. happened to catch you. Yeah, you know, so, and you know, so, so he saw that I had a genuine interest in it. He told my mom and my dad, you know, my dad was, was his uh, biological brother, blood brother. And he said, hey, why don't you, you know, get him into music, you know, music lessons or something. But you know, our parents are, they just think, you know, kids find something and they just want it for then. So mm -hmm. I kept showing interest in it. And um, this is when I was, yeah, 13. So that Christmas, my father bought me a keyboard and then the rest wow. is it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. This was You're like right, summer kind of when I was over at my uncle's house. So that Christmas, that December, when I was 13, my, my father uh, invested in a keyboard for me. Wow. Do you remember what kind of keyboard it was? I do, man. It was a Casio CT360. <laughs> No, 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 no. Was I, it? Was it? Okay, because I got a Casio too, and I forgot the brand, but it was like the white, and it was old, maybe about that big. Well, this <laughs> one, it, it only had 
Uh, I think this one only had 49 keys, so it was like a baby, you know. Okay, but you have a full-on keyboard. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's how I got started, man. And it had all the different buttons. You had all the different all the sounds buttons, and all that stuff. The, buttons, did, the drums, you know, the patterns and everything. So, RJ, yeah. did you work it? I tried to. I thought I was doing something. I mean, <laughs> played the same couple of songs over and over and over. <laughs> so. So, so at one point, as as you're growing, as you, as you're getting better at it, you know, obviously, and your parents are like, okay, maybe this is not a passing thing. When did they recognize? Like you said, as far as like, you know, they got you in the lessons, and 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 was it like formal piano lessons? Was it no, classical? Well, actually, what what happened was, um, so <clears throat> we grew up. I grew up in church, mm -hmm. and um, the organist married my uh, cousin. Okay. And so he was, of course, real close to the family. And so, um, you know, he would come by the house and he would see the keyboard. And so he would start, you know, showing me things. On the, on the Casio? On the Casio. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing that he showed me, and this was the very first song I ever learned how to play, was Rapture by Anita Baker. What? That was, that was the very first song I ever, and, and the funny thing is, he put it a half step down, so I'm already starting off wrong. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> so I, I, well, I was playing Rapture, you know, a half step down in, in D flat, you know, instead of D. Right. That that was my song, and then from there on, you know, he showed me a couple more, um, and then after that, I just kind of took it into my own. And, you know, why Why did he take it down? Is it because he played it behind behind somebody else, I, or, you or do you know that? I have no idea. I, right. I don't know why he did that. You know. So if you're listening to this song. <laughs> Yeah, so I was listening to, you know, and I'm like, well, this isn't the, you know, the key, but, you know. <laughs> and then back then, you know, you had the tape recorders, you know. Right. So, you know, we'll play around with the tape speed, so I don't know if that was it or not. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so so <laughs> since we're there then, then I got to ask you then, back in the day when we're learning how to play piano, of course, you're, 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 you're better now or whatever. <laughs> and um, I'm assuming that you're joining, are you joining bands at the time or are you playing with different bands at the time or? No, you know what? Not at the time. The only, the only thing that I was doing back then was uh, church. So, oh, okay. yeah, so it's just my church, my church band. And okay. I would play, uh, my cousin would let me play on second Sundays. Oh, yeah, okay. Second Sundays was Youth Sunday. You know, that was like uh -huh. Universal Youth Sunday. So I would play, you know, Second Sundays and he would call me up and, you know, I would, you know, do their songs. And I wasn't very good, you know, at first. <laughs> so uh, it, it was kind of bad, man. I was, the, you know, every time I would come to rehearsals on Thursday and they would say, all right, Reggie's going to play. And you hear all the grumbling in the back. Oh. <laughs> so, so they did me wrong, man, for years. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it took me a while, man. I, that was like 13. It was, it was a rough few years. <laughs> so I but you stuck maybe, with, yeah. but th thank, maybe, thankfully for all of us, you stuck with it, though. Yeah, man. Maybe about 18, 19. That's when I started to get better. Uh -huh. and, you know, um, 20 or 21, I started taking private music lessons. Okay. And that really helped me, man. I think the biggest thing that happened, um, I think it was maybe 22, 23, and I got asked to go overseas. Uh, mm -hmm. to do a, um, it was a tribute to Mahalia Jackson that they were doing over in Italy. Wow, so, I'm sorry, and you said you were 20, 21? The, yeah, I was like 20 or 21. So okay. I, think I, okay. I think I was like at the time, like 21. Okay, okay. Yeah. And so that was my first big gig, you know, and we were overseas. Overseas, we were over there for like 33 days. So I spent Christmas and New Year's uh, over overseas. What? what? Yeah, so that now, was, you, you may have mentioned this, but were you were the church organist or was it strictly piano? 
um, this for, for this particular gig, this was uh, they had keyboards everywhere we went, so this was okay. Our, so it was just me and three background, uh, three singers. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And in the church, in the church, was it organ or was it piano there? No, all everywhere we went, it was uh, oh, okay, me, my church, or yeah, in, in, in your church. Oh, my church, Hammond B3, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh. Hammond B3. It was mics, nice. They had the mic at the one mic at the top, speaker, and one at the bottom, so they did it right. And you're old, and you're old enough where you can reach the pedals. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's kind of rough, like I said, at first starting off, first few years, but uh huh, uh huh. Now, when you're doing this, was this before the actual formal lessons? When you, in the church? Oh yeah, back in the this day? was all by this was all by ear, man. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. Because you know, growing <clears throat> growing up in the church, it they they tend to praise musicians because they don't have um, formal lessons, you know. It's, oh. it's almost like that whole deity thing, like it's a gift from God, anointing type of Understood. thing. Understood. So growing up, I didn't think I needed to take lessons. You know, uh -huh. everybody was telling me I didn't, I didn't need to take lessons. Uh -huh. so, uh -huh. You know, years later, I wish I would have taken lessons. You know? Okay, but but when you did, how long how long did you how long did you go? When I first started, I started taking lessons when I was maybe 21, 22, something like that, and I was I was taking lessons sporadically. I started off with one guy doing like. Uh, I went because I became interested in jazz because I wanted mm -hmm. to do something different, you know. Mm -hmm. So I did jazz. Uh, then I did jazz with another lady uh, when I got interested in school. I think I went to school. I started school when I was like 25, something like that. Mm -hmm. my first mm -hmm. time. So mm -hmm. I did that and just to prepare me because I didn't know how to read. So, mm -hmm. you know, they basically let me in at that point just because of what I can do by ear and like mm -hmm. my resume by that point. Because I mm -hmm. had, you know, by that time, 24, 25, I was Pretty much gigging around, doing a lot of gigs. <clears throat> okay. Um, what what drew you to, to jazz? I mean, to, to start, I mean, from- The jazz, man, you know, I think everybody has that moment that really pulls them in. I was, um, at a, I was it's funny, I was at an engagement with these guys that I was in a group um, in a play for a, um, like a, what do you call those those groups? Um, it, was like, it was a church group, but it wasn't, um, it was a gospel group. Mm -hmm. uh, it was called Love Unlimited. Mm. And we were somewhere, and this now, this, this is the gospel group, Love Unlimited. Yeah, no, this not, a, not the Barry White. No, 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 okay. not, not <laughs> Let's make sure that's understood. Okay, no, no, no. okay gotcha. it's community. I haven't said the name, so it's community choir. That's what it was. Okay, gotcha. So I, I was playing with them, and me and the musicians were at a, a gathering, and over the speakers came Miles Davis's uh, Sunday, my principal come, oh, and just from that moment on, man, it was done deal really yeah, yeah. And, and the funny thing is i asked my bass player jeff at the time i said man who is this and he looked at me like as if i was supposed to know man it's miles davis you know <laughs> so, so right then and there i was like man i have so much work ahead of me right? <laughs> so that that's what really sparked the jazz thing uh-huh yeah. oh wow it, it wow. was it was beautiful man and I mean, jazz, I mean, that's, I mean, to, to come out like, you know, hey, I want to do jazz. I mean, I, I, as you know, I, I was classically trained, started yeah. there, and then I went, you know, wherever. <clears throat> yeah. But jazz, that was like one of those things, I guess because in classic, in classical, you're kind of in a box, you know, yeah. if that makes sense, you know, and play this, play that, play this. Whereas I always respected jazz musicians because you're, it seemed to me you're much freer to do what you wanted to do, mm -hmm. to do if, if that makes sense. Yeah, and that's one reason why, well, when I, when I started school, I did my undergrad in classical, but I didn't want to become a classical musician. I just wanted mm -hmm. to get, 
you know, their methods and how they thought into my head because I know it was, you know, a pretty difficult type of, you know, structure. It was different from R&B in church. I felt like I had enough R&B in church in me. I didn't need to go right. to school for that. Right. <laughs> but I didn't know anything about classical and classical really helped me, man. And mm -hmm. it helped, you know, when I went on to get my master's in jazz, classical really played a large part in that. Mm. Mm. Just the the structure, the time periods, and right. you know, analyzing and all of that. It was it was it was actually fun, man. It was, mm -hmm. it was not easy, but it was fun. Mm -hmm. Good. Who who are your in, your jazz uh, influences? Jazz influences? Oh, Bill Evans is my favorite pianist. <sighs> yeah, Bill Evans is definitely my favorite pianist, like hands down. Mm -hmm. um, behind him comes Herbie and Chick. Herbie Hank, oh, okay. Dr. Chick Corea. I actually got to met to meet Chick Corea, man, in uh, California. Are you at serious? The, at the baked potato. Yeah, the funny at thing. At the baked potato. <laughs> the baked potato. Right, so right, they, okay. The funny thing is they sat me They sat me in a seat and the seat that I was sitting in, uh, they made a mistake because it was reserved for his wife. Oh, Chick's wife? So, yeah, for Chick's wife. <laughs> so so I, his manager or somebody came and said, oh, I'm so sorry, but this seat is, you know, taken. And I was like, oh, I said, I'm sorry they sent me here. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to him, you know, we just got to talking and I was telling him, I was like, yeah, I'm with, you know, Yamaha, this and that, blah, blah. He was like, yeah, Chick's with Yamaha too. I was like, I know. He was like, <laughs> and I was like, hey, do you think I can meet him? And so he said, yeah. So he brought me in the back and, you know, he introduced me and, you know, he told Chick about me and then wow. Chick, that was just something, man. Chick uh -huh. was, man, it was, it was just an amazing experience, man. Uh -huh. He had nothing but positive things to say, you know. Just in yeah. that short amount of time, he asked me so much about what I did and he, you know. Really? And so, yeah, it was, it was just real cool. Man. Uh, uh, um, share, share a quick thing. It's like, because of the pandemic and everything, of course, you know, that we've got nothing but time, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I find myself watching like all these documentaries and everything. And the first one I started with was, was, uh, was Miles Davis. Uh, and you think you know? <laughs> oh no, it's it's so much, man. Oh, it, and that that's that's it exactly. You know, and and I'm I'm a I, I appreciate jazz. I'm not a jazz. I'm, I'm not very good at playing it or whatever. But I appreciate it. Miles was like one of those. When I watched that episode or watched that documentary, mm -hmm. it just like just totally opened up this whole thing as far as yeah. like, oh my gosh. And Bill Evans was another one. I got like a whole bunch yeah. of music sitting around here from Bill Evans. Always loved him, but never really like listened to him and yeah. you know studied his chord, studied his chord structures and everything. Yeah. So I mean, you can see the excitement because I'm like listening <laughs> to all this stuff. I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, I know you would like Bill, man. Yeah. Oh so, man. So much oh, of that, man. Uh, classical influence in in his playing. In fact, let me do. This. I'm just. Uh... Right now, just so you know. <laughs> um, and of course, it's not what you pulling out over there, man. You got, you got some LPs. What you doing? Ah, you remember this one? I, the, you know, this, yes, man. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that's a difficult song, man. Oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah. There, there's like a couple of you know a couple man but like i said i mean that's in this in this pandemic you have nothing but time and i'm listening to all this stuff and i regret that i didn't study it more back back in the day you know yeah, but the, yeah once for debbie is definitely one of my favorites man mm -hmm. so when you, you're when when you're writing uh what what's your approach to 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 composing to songwriting 
Um, um, the you know it it depends because sometimes I, I'll have a melody in my head and mm -hmm. and sometimes I'll have a whole format in my head and you know a lot of times it's based off just fragments you know okay. so I'll have different fragments and I'll try to put them together piece them together and and that's one reason why you know one thing I try to do with my band is I try to piece things together so it's not always you know listening to the radio you know they throw stuff stuff that stuff down our throats you know just mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and you know most musicians like you know we don't we don't really care for it you know mm -hmm. like the the new stuff that they're playing you know mm -hmm. there, i mean there are some good artists you know but i mean for the majority of it we don't really dig and radio it. is different from when we were coming yeah out. man yeah. but yeah. um when i'm taking that approach it's, it's like i said it's just sometimes it's fragments and trying to say, hmm, how can I pull this together? How can I make this work? So, mm -hmm. you know, and I like to break rules, man. You know, you, they teach you how to, you know, a song is supposed to be written like this. And, you know, I have a few songs on my project that I go totally against that, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Say, well, why can't I stick the bridge right before the second? I love it. And I, and awesome. I just do it. <laughs> so. Right, right, right. So there are no set boundaries. There are no set rules as far as you, I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's the beautiful thing about being independent, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. So when when you do write, is is it is it a, do you like okay? I'm going to set aside this time. Do you wait for inspiration? I mean, is it? Um, some you know, it's it's funny. Sometimes um, I'll already have it, so it's you know it doesn't take long. Other times it'll take me months to do something. And the the funny thing is the songs that only take maybe five or 10 minutes to do, people tend to like those the best. I'm like, what about this other few? I spent months on this one, nobody talks about it. <laughs> you know, so uh -huh, uh -huh. that's just how it is. <laughs> and you know how it is, that's one of those things, it's like, okay, I'm, I need to put this, I need to add that. It seems yeah. like when you overthink it, that's, yeah. that's the stuff that people don't get. Yeah, you know. But the stuff that takes you a couple, like you said, you know, like I wrote this in like a couple of minutes. Yeah. That's yeah. the one. All over it. I'm right. Like, okay. <laughs> right, right. But I have a masterpiece over here. Yeah, right. Okay, but this one over here. <laughs> a lot of people tend to like, um, especially like the younger generation. They like to, they like um, a song so rude off of uh, Colorblind. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. All of maybe fifteen minutes to do, man. <laughs> like literally, because uh, you know, I I wrote that song as it was kind of like a mockery, you know, because uh -huh. the song is about, you know, guys and girls. Like, it's basically about a, a cheesy guy trying to ask a, a girl out for a date and mm -hmm. with all of these excuses why he doesn't have money and why she should pay. So it's just, you know, that, that's one of those things. It, it, it meant it was meant to be a mock, a mockery. Like a did, you, did you know my life story? Is that what that song is about? <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the cheesy guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Great song, by the way. It re really I is. It. I mean, that, that whole project, man, it's awesome. It's awesome. So as far as like the songwriting, I mean, you, you, it's, 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 I guess it's like a combination of both. Like, yeah. you know, it, the inspiration strikes, I'm going to sit at the piano, yeah. I'm, you know, whatever. So. Yeah. That, and, and that's what happens, man. I mean, I'll, like I said, it's, it's that whole fragment thing. You know, a lot of times I, I've even dreamed about certain, I'm, I, I'm one of those people, man, I can't remember my dreams for anything and I, I a few times I've heard things in my dreams and I woke up like 
I can't remember it, you know. <laughs> so you know. I think we've all been through that. Yeah. I think we've yeah. all been through that. Yeah. Including having like the paint the pencil and paper yeah. next to the bed and all I, that. I did and that. Then, I had like pen and paper under my bed. I'm like, what's the and then, thing? I don't remember it. And then exactly. And then telling yourself at that moment, oh, this is hot. I'll remember this and go back and sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Oh yeah. Right, right. How many hits were lost in dreams? I know, man. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> right, right. So um, as far as like the music business today, and especially where jazz is concerned, you know, mm-hmm. um, it seems to me like jazz in the traditional sense is would you say it's making a comeback or is just one of those things that was just kind of like was it was it ever pushed to the side? I mean, as musicians, it was always like there for me. I always liked it yeah. anyway. Yeah. But as far as like and and it's I'm asking a bunch of questions in one no, here. You're fine. I got you. like jazz making a comeback or whatever, or is is it coming back in smooth jazz? Or what's your what's your feeling as far as like um, where jazz is today? I guess. Well, where I feel that it is today is I think a lot more of the jazz fan base uh, are accepting to um, the newer jazz artists because mm-hmm. for so long, like <clears throat> you know, jazz aficionados they they really hold the the jazz greats and giants to this real to this hot pedestal and it's so hard for anybody else coming in especially you know the young cats coming in to get to gain their you know acceptance you know mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. you know even like grammys and stuff you know it was like you know you, you know just a few years like recently you know it's like miles davis is still in there you know it's mm-hmm. like you know john mm-hmm. coltrane you know mm-hmm. the the you know, his greatest editions, you know, or compilations or something that they're still putting these albums out. And that's mm-hmm. fine, but, you know, it it kind of defeats, you know, the purpose of, of it, you know, growing, you know, mm-hmm. and then a lot, you know, jazz is held, held to such a high elite standard and they, you know, tend to want to keep it there. But I think that it's doing more harm and damage to it than anything, that you know, that's like, like pop, you know, pop music is, you know, so big and hip hop and rap is so big because they're like, well, who's the next biggest thing? Come on, you know, they're, mm-hmm. you know, so, mm-hmm. that, so that's why it's so big, you know, mm-hmm. but we don't do that with jazz, you know, gotcha. it's, it's sad that we don't. So to your point then, uh, like you said, as far as like the compilations that are coming out or whatever, and, and charts are still around, unfortunately, or unfortunately, <laughs> whatever, but are those, are those albums charting and is that like blocking, is that what you mean? Is it blocking out like the yeah, you know, that are coming this up? Was, this was going back a couple, just a couple of years. Um, it, it, to me, I believe that they're doing away with that uh, you know, simply because, you know, a lot of jazz artists are getting creative. And, mm-hmm. and try to, you know, they're trying to, you know, it's hard to, because jazz, they're, they're doing the smooth jazz and the, and the regular jazz, but it's, it's kind of hard because it's, you know, you have people like uh, uh, Huge Groove and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, David Sambor who are mm-hmm. kind of on the smooth jazz side, but it's mm-hmm. still not the same as the, you the know, traditional. Other, yeah, like Chick Corea, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, and all those cats. So, and they're trying to lump it all in in this jazz, but it's it's not, and it's not taking mm-hmm. anything away from those guys, but it's right. a different type of you know music. To me, I like to call like things like what Huge Groove and all of them do, like smooth R and B. That's mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, mm-hmm. so but. It's it's kind of interesting because I've always said smooth smooth jazz. It's it's not the traditional jazz by by any stretch of the imagination. It's pretty much an R and B track with a soloist on top of that. Yeah, that's exactly you know? what it is. Man. That's, that's, 
That's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whether it be well, I guess what I guess most of the time it's an instrumentalist is doing like a solo on yeah. top of like an R and B track. Like yeah. you know, like uh, the new country is a you know classic rock track yeah. with a country voice on top. Pretty much, pretty <laughs> much. Know? So everybody's trying to find you know ways to reinvent themselves, and you know to a to a point you have to do that, and I get mm-hmm. it. But mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times people shoot themselves in the foot. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to get back to a question, um, and I meant to ask this earlier, as far as yeah. like, because because I do know that that while you were here in Vegas, I, I think it's when you first got here. I know you were playing with like a, a like a few of the cover bands here in town or or whatever. Um, as far as like cover songs, and I, I, this is a new question I'm starting to ask everybody. As far as cover songs, um, what was the one song that you played that no matter how good you were, if you couldn't play this song, you sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like, there's a list, but I mean, we, there are songs that, you know, being in a cover band that you just know that people are going to call. And I think that song for me would just be like Brick House. And, and we joke around about it so much. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you have to play, you have to know Brick House, man. Like, mm-hmm. if somebody, you know, that's a song where no, you don't have to rehearse or nothing. <laughs> people are dancing on the floor. And it's like inevitable. We'll be playing and I, you know, a lot of times we'll be like, somebody about to call Brick House. <laughs> and sure enough, Brick House. <laughs> and th- that, that, that song is actually the title of my list. It's the Brick House list. You know? <laughs> and you know, there's about 30 songs in that list that you know, yeah. you better know how to play. Yes, yes, but so. definitely Brick House, man. And it's like, every time somebody calls, I'm just like, oh, you'll see my mm-hmm. eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, is that the song that, 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 that you didn't know how to play or that that you that was already there i mean you oh no that was already there man. okay what was this what was this had you ever been caught by surprise like oh, oh my god yeah. i should know i should know I, this song I, and i don't know it you know what the i've been caught by a lot of songs man but uh-huh. uh i know one time uh some songs uh you know i've never heard but i can kind of pick up you know they're popish i can pick up mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um there was a song uh, uh pat benatar uh heartbreaker uh and you know uh, i I've heard Heartbreaker before, but I didn't listen to Heartbreaker. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I was on a gig, man, and, and they called out. They said, hey, can you do um, Heartbreaker? And I was like, uh, Pat Benatar? Like, yeah, I got this. And so I forgot about the breakdown part, <laughs> you know, with all of those licks in there. But right, right, right. You know, I'm, I'm the type of musician where it only takes once, man. I hear you. Same here. Same so here. Immediately after that gig, I went right home, put my headphones on, and I learned. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing i don't like looking bad on stage man so. I, hey don't right right yeah, right just exactly time, man just, just exactly yeah. <laughs> thank you for that that's good yeah man that's good and when you missed that song i remember and somebody uh, for, fortunately for me i knew about it so i had to like learn it before and it was like one of those songs that like you said you know the groove is here the groove is here and, and then that keyboard break yeah and i totally forgot about it when i learned it i'm like it was a keyboard break right this keyboard thing uh on heartbreak i think i think they do it all it's like just octaves they're just doing notes uh-huh. you know and i'm okay trying to play and fake it in between and I'm right. like, every time they're silent i'm kidding <laughs> so it wasn't good man do you remember the look people looking at it like uh, oh man it, <laughs> i try to keep a straight face on stage so nobody knows you know, but the musicians know. By by the way, you're good at that too, because I've I've seen you. Do, <laughs> you're very good at that. Man, yeah, it's been a few times. You know, it, awesome. It comes along with the territory, man. 
Uh-huh. Right, right, right. So so today's music business, um, pre-COVID and then like post-COVID or whatever. What did you what do you think about today's music business, like I said, be, before before uh COVID? If uh, you can remember back that long, because it seems like it's been forever now, right? Right. <laughs> well, it um I'm not me personally, I'm not a big fan of the music business. Um and of the I, business. I, um yeah. Of the business. Uh yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm not um the way that they are you talking about like the industry type of thing or just right yes yeah, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i'm not a big fan of it um mm-hmm. simply because you know every new singer upcoming singer or artist they they think they have to emulate what they see on tv you know mm-hmm. uh, to be successful mm-hmm. and and there are a lot of singers that i know personally you know and a lot oh, of wow. you know a lot of musicians they have to do what they have to do to make a living but mm-hmm. i know there's so much more in them you know than mm-hmm. you know watering it down just to say hey i made this track and people are gonna like it you know because the mass you know the masses people you know they they like repetition they like things that are simple right. things that they don't have to do a lot of thinking about just chill and just you mm-hmm. know sing the choruses again as soon as they hear it that doesn't you know in our world you know musicians world that that's not necessarily what makes a good uh project so mm-hmm you know, we have this whole rebellion against it. And it's not just musician, you know, you you hear so many people saying, you know, they don't play good music anymore. There's, mm-hmm. That's not real music. That's true, you know? that's true. And so I just think that there's, I'm not taking it away from them. I just think that the balance is not good. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because the industry, is, the industry itself is saying, if you want to be good, you have to be like this artist or you have to put this type of music out, which is not true. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Are there are there any artists out there now, whether they be vocalists or instrumentalists, that you do that you are watching that you're like, you know, uh, I, li- I like this new person. As far as the newer artist, um, I do like uh, the artist that goes by the name Her. Ah, yeah, she mm-hmm. she's real. I, I've seen her live twice now. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, when somebody has talent, I, you can't take that away from them. exactly, she's exactly. Brutal. And you spot her right away. You know I, it right I, away. I knew it. I've mm-hmm. seen her before because my buddy, uh, uh, Lonzo, plays uh, keys for her. He's our music mm-hmm. director. Mm-hmm. So he invited me to a show when we were out in uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boys to Men was out of Florida, and then her, they were there. So mm-hmm. they performed the night before we performed. Mm-hmm. So he was like, hey, we're over here. So I took a couple of the guys. We went over and checked her out, man, and it was, it was amazing. Really? Yeah. Really? And yeah. she is that good. And she she plays she plays guitar that R-A-Keys, I know. Yes. And she's on keys too. Okay. Okay. R-A-Keys. And incredible voice. Yes. Definitely. Incredible range. Yeah. She, she controls the crowd, man. Just her, her presence. She can sing. You know, she's she's aware of things. You know, and she's one of those artists to me. You know, a lot of people ask me the question like, uh, well, who do you consider to be a good singer? And my reply would be, well, any singer who, if something happens with the, the band, the let you know, the instruments and, you know, all she had was a microphone, could she still contain the mm. attention of the crowd, you know, mm-hmm. just her voice, mm-hmm. you know? So that's what, to me, what a good singer is, you know? Uh, or if everything shut down, would she have to cancel the show? That's what a good singer is to me. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. a, a big difference between an entertainer and a singer. Very, you know? mm. Good point. Good point. <laughs> and you can totally see that with her. I can. I can yeah. Totally oh, see that. oh. If man, if if anything would have happened to those keyboards or drums on stage, she would have, you know, did her thing. She could right, right, and sang, right. You know. So. I can totally see it without hesitation. She oh, would have yeah. just kept it going. Yep. So yep. that's yep. that's what a good singer is to me. 
Mm-hmm. So speaking of singers, boys to men. Yes, sir. Dude, what's the, what's that like? I mean, dealing with all those harmonies and all and all that stuff and that musicianship, man. man those guys. This, yeah, and 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 they are so serious about their craft, man. You know, mm. um, and a lot of times what what people don't see is like a lot of the behind the scenes things that mm-hmm. we do and that they want to go over just to perfect things. You know, mm-hmm. even if it's a song they've sang a million times, a lot of times we'll have certain rehearsals where we just go over things, you know, because, you know, I'm a keyboard player, you know, I'm the one that's kind of there with them a lot of times and, you know, going over things. And they're, dude, they're, they're just always on point, man, always. They don't take it for granted. No, nah, just always on point, man. They, they take their craft very serious, man. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, you know, wow. and, and it's so cool to work with artists like that, man. Mm-hmm. You know? It makes your job easier. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> and it's funny because they all have good ears, man. They, they hear everything, you know, especially mm-hmm. they, you know, he hears everything. So especially, I'm sorry, especially Nate. Oh yeah. 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 He, he hears everything. I'd imagine they have to have like great ears. I mean, to deal with such tight harmonies and all that Nate stuff. Has, Nate has perfect pitch and I have perfect pitch. So we, and so we, do I. Yeah. Right. So you hear everything. So, so it's mm-hmm. always a thing where, you know, we'll have these little jokes in between the shows where people hear something that I did or if I made a flub or something. And he'll say, yeah, I heard you mess up. <laughs> <laughs> so if he does something, I, you know, he'll come back. Oh, of course. He'll be like, yeah, I heard you messed up note up. <laughs> and did you call him out on the note? Yeah, that was supposed to be D, just so you know. Well, that's just like one of the little fun things that we do behind the scenes, you know, so. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, now, awesome. The funniest things that, that happen with, with him because he has perfect pitch. He doesn't need to, you know, a lot of acapella groups, you hit them on the pitch pipe and he can't mm-hmm. stand that. So the, the, the pitch pipe? Yeah, he can't stand it. So for it, I think it's for his birthday or Christmas or something. I got like as a gag gift, I got them to present him with the, the pitch pipe on while they were on stage. Man. And it, was, <laughs> it was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> it was the funniest thing in the world, man. Really? <laughs> really? Maybe they, you know, pitch pipe. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> So there are they st- are they still in studio? Are they still writing new new things? Um, I don't know about right now, but they're they're always working on something. Man. Good, yeah, that's they're good. Always, they're always that's working. Miss new stuff from them, man. I can't wait for the new the new th- new stuff to come out. Yes, um, there was something that I was reading earlier. Uh, also, um, another vocal group that you are you know I don't know if you're currently working with him or not as yet. Oh yeah, Mark Nelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I played Two. on um their 2.0 uh, project. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that is that the one with hard to say? I'm sorry. Uh, I don't think that's the one. Okay. Okay. That I'm I'm dating. I'm going way back then. Oh no. Yeah. That's this is more current. Okay. Yeah. Okay. More current. Yeah. Okay. And how how was that? How was that? How's that project? Um. That's well. That that happened a couple of years ago. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that I talked to him about, he said it was doing well. Yeah. Good. Good. So, are you? Is it? Is it just Boys the Men and 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 RJ and the Assignment, or are yeah, they still kind of in that mix? Um, as far as bands that I'm just affiliated with, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. what's well, them? And then I do some. As uh, if you're not busy enough. <laughs> no. <laughs> just saying. I, well, I, I play with them, and then some other, you know, local bands around town. You know. Uh huh. So. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um. As far as like updates or whatever, you know, anything that RJ is doing, um, where can we find, you know, the, the you know, well, how can I, we keep up with RJ? 
uh, website. So it's going to be www.rjandtheassignment.com. Mm -hmm. um, and then the music is available on all um, uh, digital outlets. Yeah, yeah. good, so good. Available everywhere. Awesome, awesome. Well, RJ. <laughs> Dude, thank you. Thank you so much for this. This is this is awesome. And I'm looking at your screen and everything. And I'm the same way, you know, like, like how you have it set up. And I remember we we're talking about as far as like, hey, if you're set up to play, go ahead and play. So when you started playing there, and you can you can you can hear me playing. But you can't hear the notes. That was a treat. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. Because <laughs> it doesn't look like it at all. Then you start playing. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> there it is. There it is. So listen, again, thank you so much for this. Um, for, me, man. for those, for those, please keep up with RJ and the assignment. Check out his website and definitely check out his new CD, Hybrid Harmony, just released this year. <laughs> and there it is, RJ. Thank you so much for being on the playground. Thank, thank you, you for playing on the playground. Sure. <laughs> and we'll definitely and keep us keep us keep me keep me informed as far as what's going on. I will, man. All right, all right. God Good bless. talking to you, brother. All right, you too. All right.